everyone, and welcome to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland, and we are broadcasting from the AM950 radio station that overlooks Bryant Lake Regional Park, located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And it is another beautiful day here in the Twin Cities, and I am so grateful to be here with you today, and I hope all of you listening are doing well. We are on the air every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics to help you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. I want to thank all of you that leave us messages on our radio show phone line. We appreciate hearing from you. And we welcome your comments, questions, and, of course, topics for future shows. Also, if you are interested in being a guest on our radio show, please call or text us at 612-999-3426. You can also contact us on our website at livinghealthyradio.com. There you can find information about upcoming guests as well as listen to our previous shows. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, we are adding new listeners to the show each week, not only here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, but also throughout the country. You can find podcasts for all of our radio shows on the AM950 radio website, and we can also be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other podcast and streaming services. You can also watch our broadcast live on the radio station's Facebook page at AM950 Radio. Joining me in a few minutes is Rachel Schroman. She is an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, and she's located in St. Paul, Minnesota. She is here today to talk about several very important topics, including health care directives, avoiding probate, understanding power of attorney, handling a loved one's estate while grieving, and trusts and wills. And listen, folks, anything you want to talk about, just give us a call or a text And uh, Rachel is an expert in that area. All right. If you have a question for Dave, folks, there's two ways to reach us. First, by calling the AM950 radio station, and our friendly show engineer, Dan, will get your call on the air. Our phone number is 952-946-6205. Once again, 952-946-6205. Or you can directly text us your questions at 612-999-3426. Now, don't worry. If you missed our contact numbers, I will repeat them throughout the show. And also, please do not wait till the show has ended to call or text us with your questions. We often receive many of the same questions after the show has ended. So if you have a question, many others do as well. So please contact us during the show, and we look forward to answering your questions. Now, we received several calls regarding our previous show with Erica Rupp, owner of therapy company called Notable Music Therapy Services of Minnesota. Now, Erica shared how musical concepts and activities can help people with neurodiverse individual issues. So music therapy is a treatment option for individuals with physical, mental, or developmental conditions, which focuses on developing, recovering, or maintaining important skills needed to be successful in their environment. For more information, you can email info at notablemusictherapy.com or call them directly at 952-378-4189 or listen to my podcast with Erica on the AM950 radio website. All right. I want to welcome my guest for today's show. So happy to have her back. She was here 
almost two years ago, and uh, we have missed her deeply over the last two years and all her wisdom and knowledge about elder care. And uh, so she's here today, Rachel Schroman, estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Well, thank you, Ken. I'm happy to be back. I am so happy to have you back here, too. It is such an important topic, topics that you have, and, and that's only a small sliver of all the things that you do for your clients and, uh, and your community. Um, so we're going to try and get as much as we can in mm-hmm. um, this show, and we're going to have you back in January mm-hmm. to do some more. So, uh, so folks, if you have a question, and some of these are very complex issues, you know, feel free to give us a call today. Um, but before we get, begin our conversation, though, on those topics, um, Eric, you know, please tell us about your background and, and then what inspired you to start your own law firm. Well, as you shared, uh, I'm an estate planning and elder law attorney. Um, my background, I guess, that kind of led me to doing this area of law. I actually started volunteering in um, nursing homes in my hometown of Dubuque, Iowa, when I was 14. So I would go in, do activities, um, visit with individuals staying there, living there. And that took me to college where I was a social work major before I switched to pre-law. I went to law school, not exactly certain uh, what area of law I wanted to practice. And then a professor who got to know me quite a bit suggested I take the course elder law. And I did not even know elder law was an area of law. Took the course. Of course, it aligned yeah. with all my passions, and uh, now here I am. And you've been doing this for how long? I have been practicing law for 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fantastic. And, um, yes, you've got a, you've got a new location um, over the last uh, year and a half or so. Yeah. So you're still in St. Paul, but different location. Yes, we um, are in a historic 1886 Victorian wow. in Cathedral Hill Um moved as the team's been growing and we continue to grow and it's it's just a beautiful inviting space mm-hmm. very warm um which i find nice for yeah. the kinds of conversations clients come in to have which can sometimes be stressful touch on things we don't talk about every day like end of life right. um so being in kind of this warm setting can support yeah. those conversations yeah boy that's so, so i have such a kinship with you because <laughs> in the world of hospice it's it's the same thing it's yeah it's dealing with the reality that no one wants to talk about yeah and same with you mm-hmm. um and you, you see all the problems when people don't prepare adequately for yeah. the eventual and it could be just preparing for not end of life but but mm-hmm. situations that lead up to that which are really important because that, that affects your quality of life and also affects the people around you. It, it does. It absolutely does. And, and one thing about estate planning that frustrates me is there's this idea around estate planning that it's about we're going to plan for your assets, we're going to protect the money, money, assets, money, assets. Yeah. And yes, that can be an important component. And we definitely discuss that with clients. But what I love and what makes me so passionate about the documents is that when they are well done and thought out, when an instance occurs where you have incapacity or a loved one has passed away, that can be and oftentimes is a moment of acute grief Mm -hmm. and overwhelm, stress, possibly trauma for the family members. 
And when you have good planning in place, it almost creates, it gives them a little more space Mm -hmm. to be with that grief and to process that and be present when they need to, not worrying about X, Y, or Z, scrambling to find an attorney to get a guardianship um, in place, things like things like that. Yeah. Yeah, we see that in hospice quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we call it anticipatory grief. You know, as, as things are, are progressing through the normal process, um, you know, we're, humans are so good at denial. Mm-hmm. We just believe it's not going to happen. Yeah. Or, and so you, you put off these things that are just so important. And we, we find that, yeah, the more people plan, the better that experience is for everyone involved. Yeah. In fact, um, the work that you do is probably the, really the greatest gift that someone can do for their family and their loved ones is have all their documents in place, have their wishes, have that all done. Totally. And Be- just doing it ahead of time when you don't think right. you need it. Right. We had a client about, uh, it was about a week ago, and his wife reached out. Um, he had received a diagnosis a few years o- earlier. He had gone um, into hospice care, and at the time he went in, they told him he had about 10 days. She called us on day seven. Oh. Um, we got the documents in place that were needed. We showed up and we signed um, at the hospice care center. And I was so happy that we were able to get that done for them. And I was so sad that there were lawyers in the room days leading up to his passing. I was sad that those were the phone calls his wife was making while she was really at that last transition stage with her spouse. Um, Happy it got done. Mm -hmm. Felt sad for the family. That's the timing. Right. You know, because those are some precious moments and some important moments. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. you never get those ones back. I mean, there's no no do-overs when you're at that point in life. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, and, and to, to have a person having to make decisions that mm-hmm. are not they're not pre-planned mm-hmm. while they're in that in that grief position, mm-hmm. either right before or right after, it's almost like the absolute worst time to start dealing with things like that. Yeah, when, when you know you've had your whole lifetime to <laughs> to get to that point. So that's why right. I, I just again I, I just all, I mean all the work that you're doing in the communities, the events you have that go on. All the support you give to people is just is so important because, mm-hmm. just like with death, it's, <laughs> we can't death and taxes. Mm-hmm. We are not going to escape that. Mm-mm. So it just helps to have a plan in place, and you make it so easy because again, you're so approachable. This Midwestern girl down mm-hmm. to earth, you know, just I mean, really, yeah. kind of, you know, it's it's just uh, it's different than the way maybe well, maybe their experience has been because we've had that with our practice mm-hmm. people had experiences and they weren't happy and mm-hmm. so they assume that's the way it's going to be for all yeah all hospice related cares and it's that's not the case and uh, so same with you and that's the reason why you're you're growing and people mm-hmm. are are so impressed and happy with the work that you're doing um so we've got uh, just a few minutes left here um in this uh, segment um but it, you know healthcare directives i think we just had a healthcare directive workshop uh, at our at our location at our office uh, last weekend. It was packed. It was mm-hmm. standing room only. We didn't have any idea if people would show up or not, um, and uh, it was just a lot of questions. It was amazing how many people mm-hmm. just really didn't have any idea what is a healthcare directive. So tell you what, the music is cueing us out. Yeah. When we get back from commercial break, let's talk about what is a healthcare directive and and why it's so important. Mm-hmm. 
All right, folks, it's time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you have a question for us, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's here today to talk about several important topics, and we may not get to all of them, but but we're going to try. Healthcare directives, probate, understanding power of attorney, Handling a loved one's estate while grieving, that's a big one, mm-hmm. and trust versus will. So if you have a question for her, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or you can text us your question at 612-999-3426. And Rachel, you know, we should let people know what the best way to contact you is if they have mm-hmm. questions or they want more information, because I know they're going to want to get a hold of you after the show. Yeah, calling our firm at 651-571-2515 is great. Um, you can also contact us through our website, shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N, law.com. All right, and we'll, we'll give those out throughout the show, folks, so don't worry about that. All right, well, we, we ended the last segment talking a little bit about health care directives. Rachel, tell us what they are and why they're so important. Healthcare directives are a legal document where you can name healthcare agents or individuals who have the legal authority to make medical decisions on your behalf if you can't um, to act in moments where it may be needed most. Uh, they can make decisions on your behalf, they can enforce your wishes, and really provide that support and care at end of life or just in other situations where you're not able to communicate your wishes or needs to your doctors. And we're all surprised at how many times that actually happens we, mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, the epidemic of the elderly, which is dementia. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden is a, it's a slow process, but it's like a, a slow train wreck sometimes. People just don't realize that they may lose that ability. And we can talk about that, too, during the show. Is yeah. when, when is a person who has dementia, are they able to sign for themselves? Are they able to act on their behalf? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's got to be a tough situation. Maybe that's a different show. But I know we, we run into, you know, um, um, power of attorneys all the time that are they're taking care of their loved yeah. one um, who, who really is unable to provide communication of their wishes. Right. I, I talk about this with clients a lot because with power of attorney and with, um, you know, the health care directive, especially power of attorney, which is financial, uh, clients will say, well, this mm-hmm. is only active if I'm completely incapacitated, Right power of attorney isn't. Um, 
healthcare directive, maybe a little more so. But what I always bring up is the, frankly, unlikelihood that you're going to go from perfect capacity to incapacitated in a coma. (laughs) Um, It certainly happens, but more often than not, it's gradual. There's gray area. There can be days where, you know, my dad had Alzheimer's, um, really aware with it. Uh, I would say pretty good capacity in the first half of the day. Uh, In the second half, that's when maybe he wouldn't quite remember who I was. Mm -hmm. So capacity can come and go. Um, I always say I'm one misstep off a curb. Uh, (laughs) When I'm in the throes of grief or intense overwhelm or, I mean, you see with mental health challenges, there can be periods where maybe you do need some support or a second person advocating for you. Um, when, <clears throat> when my dad had Alzheimer's, I, there was a period where my stepmom was certainly helping him make decisions, but I saw or heard how doctors really did work to preserve his autonomy. Um, even up to end of life when we were making decisions while he was actively dying. And <laughs> to be quite frank, it was pretty apparent he was not capacitated, mm-hmm. those conversations were still had uh, in front of him. And that was something I really appreciated in those moments because I thought it showed a lot of respect mm-hmm. and dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he could not make the choice, the doctors would say, well, let's have the conversation by Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And we would have those conversations and make those kind of decisions, what what felt like you know was with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the healthcare directive is a document mm-hmm. that spells out then who would be the person that the medical community or other people mm-hmm. would be relying on then. Yes, who has the authority. Yeah. And it can also indicate what your wishes would be. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be broad. They can be very specific. I, I will hear the sentiment. People say, well, doctors don't look at that anyway, or no one's going to pay attention to this, or this doesn't matter. Maybe they've had experiences or they've heard horror stories. And this is a story I share quite frequently, and it's about when my dad was passing. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad, unfortunately, was not able to um, transition at end of life in a hospice setting. His Alzheimer's presented as panic. Uh, He was reliving Vietnam. His PTSD was really acute. So he was in a mental health care unit for, I think it was a couple months. Um, and then one Saturday while he was in this mental health care unit at a hospital, he said, I'm tired. I think I'm going to lay down and take a nap. And then he started dying and he died about four or five days later. So he was being cared for um, in a very different setting by professionals that for the most part were not trained to support end of life. Um, they're there to prolong life. Right. And we were just having some kind of disagreements with the doctors around certain things that were happening and how pain medications were being managed. And one of the big things was suctioning of his his lungs, which without going into detail, it was just very hard to watch, very challenging to sit through. Um, pain medications can shallow breathing a bit, mm-hmm. um, make it a little more comfortable. Maybe we wouldn't be watching them try to do something while my seemingly incapacitated dad clamped his jaw shut and mm. shook. I mean, it was a lot. Right. And in arguing with the doctor, I mean, at one point the doctor said, well, what you're suggesting with the pain meds is not ethical. And I actually pointed it to my dad and said, I wouldn't let my dog 
be right. in a state like that for more than two hours. Let's talk about ethics. So to make a very long story short, we're at a stalemate. I asked for a copy of his health care directive. And in the health care directive, it stated, if I am at end of life and not expected to live, I wish to receive pain medication to the extent possible, the highest extent possible, mm -hmm. even if it hastens my death, which is a concern. It's a common concern that comes up. I took it to a nurse who, who had worked in hospice before, mm -hmm. showed him the health care directive, showed him the language, and just said, please. Mm -hmm. He took the health care directive to the doctor. His pain medication was almost doubled. Mm -hmm. And we were able to have a more peaceful end-of-life transition with my father. It was three pieces of paper mm -hmm. that allowed me to support my dad in that moment. Um, absolutely priceless. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it's so important because we live in a curative world. Mm -hmm. And so it sometimes becomes very difficult sometimes in the healthcare community to transition from the curative mindset to the comfort mm -hmm. mindset. And like you talked yes. about, having that laid out in a yes. directive, it frees the doctors and frees mm -hmm. the medical community to be able to then focus on the, on the comfort side, which Absolutely. is a completely different approach for medications. Yes, it is. All right. It's time for a short break, folks. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you have a question for Rachel, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in the main studio at AM950 is Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, and her firm is located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's here today to talk about very important topics, including healthcare directives, probate, understanding power of attorney, so many things. We're not going to get to them all today, but but um, anyway, she's here. We're we're going to walk through as many things as we can today. Um, but before we return to our conversation with Rachel, I want to mention this show is brought to you in part each week by Minnesota Hospice. Minnesota Hospice is an independent, locally owned medical practice serving our Twin Cities communities with comprehensive end-of-life health care. The team at Minnesota Hospice provides patients and family members with award-winning end-of-life health care services. You may not be aware that hospice brings compassionate medical, social, emotional, and spiritual services to your home with typically no cost to you or your family. Please do not wait to learn how hospice care can benefit you and your loved ones. If you have a question regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice. They are available to answer your questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their phone number is 952-898-1022. 
Once again, that number is 952-898-1022 or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. All right, let's return to our conversation with Rachel. If you have a question for Rachel, please call us 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. Rachel, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? They can call our firm directly at 651-571-2515 or reach out through our website, shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N, law.com. All right. And it's a fabulous website, updated with just great information, and it's really worth your while to, to check it out, folks, if you have any questions. Um, and she does have events that are going on. She just had an event here earlier in November, didn't mm-hmm. you? Um, yeah. And so you're going to have a whole schedule uh, populated there for next year, so people should... Yeah, yeah. We do, you know, quarterly estate planning seminars, but we also have a really cool thing we do. They're monthly, um, what I'll casually call grief cafes. Mm -hmm. We bring in experts and speakers um, to talk on varying topics around uh, end of life, loss, and life transition. So not just death, Mm -hmm. um, but all the different things we can go through that um, bring up grief and... Mm -hmm. And change for us. Yes, and it's topics that people generally don't seem to be drawn to, mm-hmm. just like hospice, but they need to know it because we yeah. live until our last breath. So when people yes. talk about dying and death, that's an event, mm-hmm. but everything else leading up to it is life. And so to, to focus on how we can manage that the best yes. we can and the people around us, because it's death and Death affects everybody that's mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. you. And, uh, boy, do we have stories that we could talk about that, you and I, for yeah. by, <laughs> like yeah. a marathon. Um, anyway, so, all right, let's, let's get back to We're still on healthcare directives, and we want to maybe talk through some of the detailed instructions and, and how this can really help a family. And like you mentioned in the last segment, how it really helps you and your father mm-hmm. to navigate through the medical community's mm-hmm. perspective on, on how to deal with end-of-life medications. Yes. That, that's a huge, huge thing that you know, we deal with all the time. Yes. Yeah. And in, in that instance, the healthcare directive really helped with that particular situation. Um, what I will say is my dad's healthcare directive was very, very straight and to the point. There weren't a lot of details. Uh, and he was a, a veteran Harley riding excavator. I'm not surprised there weren't a lot of details, right? Um, And it was my first time uh, being with anyone at the time they passed. Uh, It was my first time having a family member pass, obviously my first time with a parent passing. Uh, And what I will say is in that moment, I now understand how my body and my brain process grief. Mm. At the time, I did not. Um, Boy, my brain goes blank. I mean, real blank. And... We were with Dad. It was an experience, the experience it was meant to be. Um, it was really beautiful. And still, a couple weeks later, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and I realize, well, gosh, Dad passed away with some wave machine that the hospital gave us playing on his pillow. Why didn't I play ZZ Top? Why didn't we put on Johnny Cash? Why didn't I scratch his back? He loved having his back scratched. Why didn't I, you know, all these things that I thought about 
after the fact around comfort care. Right. And then began the process of feeling the guilt and mm. then being gentle with myself and processing through it. And um, about a year after my dad passed, I did end-of-life doula training uh, to just kind of deepen the work I do in a volunteer capacity. Yeah. I do, I've do. i done some hospice volunteering um, outside of my law practice. But through the doula training, it really opened up things I hadn't thought about. Uh, of course, I'm, I think I was 30 at this time, so young, haven't thought about these things. And what I did is uh, around that time, I went to my mom and said, could you please add more wishes, elaborate in your healthcare directive? And that feels like such a gift because what I anticipate is if I'm fortunate enough to be with my mom at the time she passes, there's a real good chance my brain's going to go blank because I know that's what I've experienced physically and mentally in that moment of grief. But I can pick up a piece of paper and I can read, I want to hear the Everly Brothers. Mm -hmm. My hand being touched is comforting. I mean, you'd read her healthcare directive and think I need help tying my shoes. It's very (laughs) to the point. You know, it's like, please hold my hand. I like warm blankets. But that's what I need in those moments. Mm -hmm. And it is just such a gift to know. And it gives me peace of mind. This isn't just about us having our own documents for me, me, me. It's for the people around us. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. That is such a fascinating concept about your mind going blank. I was Mm -hmm. just talking with uh, one of the most well-known, most sought-after hospice consultants in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, just an amazing woman. Been doing it for you know, 35 years. She's, she's a, a nurse, been involved in this uh, area for years and years and years. I've known her for 10 years. Anyway, she was telling us a story very similar with her parents. She said, this is my, this is my profession. Mm-hmm. This is all I do. But when I came to that point, I, I, my mind went blank. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my gosh, if you've got people like you and her, yeah. like, this is your life. This is your profession. This is mm-hmm. all you do. You're a professional. Yeah. And your mind goes blank. Well, what would a person who doesn't have really any background or any exposure yeah. to the things that we know and, and live every day? Yeah. It just shows how important that document is. Oh, totally. And, 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 to, and to color it with the things you know, maybe the small things, mm-hmm. well, you know, think through what is it that you want? Right. And, and I think it, you know, I'm, I don't want to speak for people, but it seems like you almost need someone to help you with kind of walking through almost role playing yeah. what, what it, you're going to go through. And because it's, like I said, you only have one chance to have that last bit of time with somebody, yes. your loved one. Yeah. And, and rather than be scrambling, thinking and be under pressure, just mm-hmm. follow instructions yeah. and just be present. I had someone recently, They we were, we were talking about a similar topic, and um, she made a statement about, well, you're, you're too close to the sun. You can't see the whole thing. You're, you're too close to it. And, you know, after my it, dad passed away, I mean, going through that, it helped me so much. I was open to it helping me so much in how I practice law and how I serve my clients mm-hmm. because – my, my dad had all of his planning in place. Everything was very straightforward. Uh, my siblings and I inherited, um, you know, an IRA. And I got the IRA beneficiary claim paperwork and sat down to fill it out. And I, I couldn't figure out what to do. I couldn't fill it out. And I actually called my financial planner at the time, who referred clients to me regularly. Right. And I called her crying because I was so embarrassed. 
and I said, I am so, I don't know how to fill this out. And I said, I, I, I know you said, I swear I know how to do this. I've helped so many people do this, but I can't do it. And she just said, of course you can't, Rachel. This is your father. Send it to us. We'll fill it out. But I, ha I have sat next to people and helped them with their claim forms, right? Yeah. Um, it, I inherited a motorcycle. No, I do not ride motorcycles, but my dad had eight. Apparently he wanted me to, so I have a motorcycle, right? It took me over a year to make the 10-minute trip to the DMV to put the title in my name. It sat on the corner of my de desk, and emotionally, yeah. I just couldn't do it. Right. And so all those prior experiences I had with clients were part of my brain's going, what do you mean you haven't done this and it's been eight months? Uh, what do you mean you you don't? Right. Oh, well, now I get it. Yeah. And I don't, what I do differently, I mean, I don't rush people. When mm -hmm. someone passes away and they call me from the hospital room, I say, okay, thank you for calling me. I'll note my file. Um, I'll note my calendar. I'll let you know if anything's urgent. Take time. Please reach out to me in a few weeks or a month. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, they feel things more urgently. But a lot of those meetings that I take um, with people that are in acute grief, they don't remember them. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. That that is that is so typical. They don't mm -hmm. even remember the event or the Correct. the conversations. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But so I do I... Um, trainings in the legal community on grief informed client counseling, mm. and a lot of it is just understanding grief, sitting with our own, um, incorporating that into how we practice law, taking extra notes. Mm. For people, if I have a, someone come in and they're doing their estate planning shortly af after a terminal diagnosis, mm. that meeting looks a little different. The notes I'm taking, the follow-up I'm doing, the hand-holding I'm doing looks different than the young couple who's planning mm. to have their first child. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's, it's so well known that we only retain like 10%. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the half-life is so, I mean, it's amazing how you just, unless you write it down, yeah. It gets really foggy, and yes. then it becomes really confusing. Well, did I, did I say that, or didn't I say that? <laughs> did, mm -hmm. did we talk about that or not? So that is just so human nature, and yeah. that's why it's, it's, it's so great that you have the empathy mm -hmm. of your life experiences that you bring into your practice because mm -hmm. it just is a, such a valuable thing for, the, for your clients to be able yeah. to, to, uh, to know you've got somebody who really mm -hmm. understands, really understands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, folks, the music is cueing us out. It's time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And we're talking about various, very important topics today, but we really started here on healthcare directives and we're going to see if we can get squeezed in on the last segment. So stay with us. If you have a question, please give us a call 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well.
Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And we've spent the entire show talking about health care directives. In this last segment here, we're going to talk um, about handling a loved one's estate while grieving. So it really kind of is a, is a companion topic here to what we've been talking about. So if you have a question for us, please give us a call. Last segment, folks, 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. Rachel, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? They can call our office at 651-571-2515 or contact us through our website, which is schromanlaw.com, S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. And uh, please do that, folks. They have a great website, a lot of information, uh, prolific blogging that goes on. I mean, my gosh, there's <laughs> a lot of information out there. So um, you could probably get a lot of your questions answered from just her website. But uh, please feel free to give her a call. Um, and of course, she, you, you've been just recognized as a mm. super lawyer and all these great awards. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're on your website, and it's yeah. uh, it's just great to have someone of uh, of your experience blended in with your profession because that really makes for you a, mm-hmm. it's a great a oh, great uh, resource for people. Thank you. All right. Well, let's let's talk about um, we talked about grief so much of this show, which has been great because it's it's so amazing how grief impacts us. But let's talk about grief when handling a loved one's estate, because mm-hmm. uh, this is now after someone p- passes, yeah. a loved one passes. Yeah, what are some of the uh, the things that people should be aware of when, when managing a estate afterwards? Well, a lot of what I'm going to share is, is kind of with my lawyer hat off. And <laughs> the reason I do this is I think it can get overlooked by attorneys, and it's important. Um, We get a lot of phone calls at our office after someone has passed away, Um, everything from requiring complex probates to Mm -hmm. some pretty straightforward, simple questions for estates that don't require probate. And we always make certain to take some time to just kind of have more of a holistic conversation around what our clients or individuals calling our office are doing to support themselves during that period. Because, you know, in line with what we talked about, just before the break, um, these periods of grief can be very overwhelming Mm. and they can impact our ability to handle tasks, understand information put in front of us, et cetera. And that's okay. One of the first things I share with people is very rarely is is something that needs to be done after someone dies, at least from the legal sense, urgent. Mm I mean, I will have people call and say, well, the, the credit card bill's due or the, they're going to turn the lights off. The electric bill is coming due. And it can be very, very hard to not pay a bill on the due date. Right. And a lot of these places deal with phone calls where someone's saying, mm-hmm. hi, my mom passed away. I'm calling to let you know. They have ways they handle this. They don't expect to be paid right away when someone passes away. Things can slow down a little bit mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be immediate. Um, We also support individuals we work with in creating communities of support 
and reaching out to resources. Mm-hmm. So we have a um, part of our team is a grief coach. We offer free grief coaching to clients in need. Um, There is a grief therapist in our building um, who runs office space um, that a lot of our clients choose to utilize as well. Our monthly grief sessions have attracted a type of community. Um, One of the things I am most proud of is we have two widowers who have been coming regularly to our Mm. monthly groups. They've um, become a support to each other. They come and they share openly. They can express emotion in that community. That And one of those widowers, widowers came to us after his wife died. Mm. We've helped with the mm. legal, but we also put just as, if not more, effort into supporting in the personal because mm. that is so, so, so important. Mm. Um we care about the legal work we do a yeah, lot, right? but we're very, very human focused and focused on that human connection and that type of support too. Right. And so that's just what I would share because I think we're a society where we care about the paperwork, we care about the stuff, we care about the money, we care about the assets, and it can be easy to get so hyper-focused on that. And as an attorney, it can get easy. It can be easy with how I'm trained mm-hmm. to hyper-focus on the legal. <laughs> But at the end of the day, take a step back, look at what's important. It's being with your family. It's processing your emotions. It's sitting with the grief. The other things will get done, especially when you have supports around you and professionals mm-hmm. to help you. Yes, it's it's bigger than a transaction. Absolutely. I, I, you're right. I see that happen in so many people's lives. They focus on the transactions mm-hmm. and not on the big picture. Yes. Not on this most amazing thing an end of a life and how that impacts mm-hmm. all the people around them. It, it, right. It's, it's almost like it's a default. You focus on the, what you've been used to with paying a bill or doing something to make you feel yeah. like you're, like you're adding, adding yeah. value or making something happen. But yeah, you got to just step back. And that's well, so great to get mm-hmm. permission, especially from someone in your mm-hmm. position to give people permission to do that. Yeah. And it, you know, frankly, that work is just as much a reminder to myself yeah. The people that tend to jump and start making the spreadsheets and doing this and doing that, well, I'll speak from my experience. Yeah. That, that's how I cope. Sure. So I, when I'm, if I feel an overwhelming emotion, especially grief, if I stay busy, if I focus mm-hmm. on the tasks, if I do the tangible, mm-hmm. it wards off that feeling. And more often than not, <laughs> I'm left with an explosion of feeling sometimes right. after other people have already processed and supported each other through it. That's something we see with um, personal representatives or executors of estates. Um, They will start grieving when the estate is closed, and that can be a year, a year and a half down the road. It's very confusing. That's true. For grief to hit them that That quote-unquote late late, after maybe other family members or friends have processed through to a different stage. And we keep an eye out for that, and we try to support around that. Um, And, I mean, I can see it because... I do this. Right. I made so many spreadsheets after my dad passed away that we didn't even need. <laughs> but that's what I needed to feel right. okay in the moment. Right. No, but at deferred grief, that is mm-hmm. such a huge thing. And then people get confused. Well, why am I feeling this way now? Yeah. It happened last year or it happened you know, whenever. Yes. It's such an important point. And again, you are connected with people afterwards because mm-hmm. you're dealing with all the things, the transactions and all the different legal things. Yeah. So you're able to at least check in with people. But that... Boy, that is that is that's so interesting. Um, 
We're at the end of the show, Rachel, already. Mm-hmm. This I, always goes I fast. I know. It always does go by so fast. Anyway, I want to thank Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota, for being here today to talk about several important topics. We focused on healthcare directives. We're going to have her back in January to talk about several other things here. So, Rachel, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? Call our office at 651-571-2515 or visit our website at shromanlaw.com. Fantastic. We hope you enjoyed today's show, folks. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation. You can reach us anytime by voice or text at 612-999-3426. Join us again next Saturday at noon for another broadcast. And thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. Until next time, choose to live well.